Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven-sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life-changing message with those around us. There's something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Christian Standard Bible. We encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com. What's happening, brother? Matt, we are recording this on Wednesday. You know what that means? That, that, it, what would it means be happening be, right now? So right now, right now, let's see, as we were recording this, it is about five o'clock Eastern. So that, so the SBC annual meeting would be close to winding down as we speak. And then they save the best for last. Yes. Uh, hoping that everybody <laughs> so, would leave for the <laughs> ERLC report because there's this known guy that will stand up to the microphone before anybody else wax eloquently for about two minutes until the president will interrupt him. I don't know who that could be, uh, but, but you, right now would be about that time. It, it, you know, yeah, you know, right, right before or, or right after someone gets up to the microphone and questions Russell Moore's salvation. And uh, it's, this, yeah. is, this is about the time. And then, yeah. I, Matt, I don't, know, I don't know what your plans were for post-SBC, but I, I had like since we I'll tell you what in I'll, December, I'll tell you what my plans were. I'll yeah. tell you, okay, because I the, it was going to be twofold. I would be either licking my wounds from a bitter defeat at the hands of Garrett <laughs> Kell for the SBC Pastors Conference at Disney World, or I would be celebrating a monumental win. At, uh, at Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> so either yeah. way, I was going to be at Disney World. So, so I was going to be, I was going to be without my family because uh, my kids were supposed to be in a in the Hobbit musical that was supposed to open this last Friday night <laughs> and then continue on this weekend. Thanks so I, I was, I was not, um, at, at least at the time that the SBC was canceled, um, I did not have plans to go to Disney World without my children. I was, however, planning on going to Disney Springs. And eating at Raglan Road and yeah. getting one of the best steaks that I ever had in my life. Yeah. Um, so right about now, we'd be you know hugging folks and, and telling them goodbye and say see you next year, as as the as the gavel hit and sent us to Nashville. But a year instead, ago, a year ago, last or, or yesterday, we were on a flight with Dr. Michael Kreiner. Uh, who's at like Rockbridge Baptist or something like that, Rock Hill Baptist. And uh, we, we did a little video from the plane when I had just recorded a goodbye video for my family because the, uh, the, the, the plane was bouncing all over the place and I was not having a good time. And, and that was uh, the worst turbulence of your life until about four until days Until the later. return trip. Yeah, <laughs> that was the worst, dude. But uh, the, uh, a couple so, of days so, ago, <laughs> a, a couple of days ago, a uh, report came out. Basically, the, uh, the state of the SBC 
uh, numbers. When it comes to the ACP, of course, that's the annual church profile. Uh, that's what uh, pastors just wake up every year looking forward to the day that they get to send that in. They cannot wait uh, for the opportunity to do that. And, and just as a uh, real quick aside uh, for, for that is with my D-men, I am finishing up a class on church revitalization uh, and the uh, evangelism and discipleship, you know, kind of the relationship of those two with church revitalization. And it's been a great class. Uh, but one of the things that the ACP does is it's like a black and white look at your your church. And uh, one of the resources that's out there in regards to uh, the ACP is mobilized to evangelize by our friend, Dr. Matt Queen, friend of the uh, podcast, been on uh, our show, I think, before, was on the Knucklehead Coffee Show and uh, a, a sweet encourager. Uh, he takes our podcast up an octave, uh, but in his book, he takes some of the numbers from the last five years of your church and, and can help map out the trajectory in terms of your missions expenditures to your baptisms, uh, you know, percentage of baptism per people, all of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and so would encourage you, we can put that in the show note, mobilize to evangelize. As you hear us talking about ACP reports, it would be helpful to maybe take your ACP report that you did last year, look back about five years. Uh, I think they give them at 10 years at a time. And you can plug in some of the numbers in the spreadsheet and real simple calculations and can have a good idea for things that are going well and things that are not. And, and it's just, like I said, a kind of black and white picture. It doesn't paint every part of the picture, but it does give you some clue of what things are going well, what things are not. Uh, but there are a few things that are going well in the SBC. There are a few things that are going not so well. And so in this episode, we're going to look at the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to the SBC annual profile uh, report that recently came out. And so, Kyle, uh, I, I feel like even though we said the good, the bad, and the ugly, we should start with the ugly first yeah. and then work yeah, our way that's through good idea. The, the good. That's, uh, so because that we because don't it's always leave. good to finish with some good news. Yeah, I, some we, good we, news. Some like John, Kruz, John Krasinski, Krasinski yeah. that guy. It's uh, pretty good. Yes. It is pretty good. Yes. And uh, so so the, the, the ugly, let's just knock it off right out of the bat. The ugly is that membership fell 2%. And uh, the, the kind of ugly part of that is that is the largest drop in over 100 years. 100 years, largest drop, 2% membership uh, decline. And uh, that is probably the biggest uh, bombshell out of the ACP report. Uh, but but for me, the, the other concerning part is when you look at the average worship attendance and so forth, uh, and, and basically having about uh, almost 15 million in membership, uh, yet only about 5 million in worship, uh, we only have a third of Southern Baptist uh, members in worship on a given week. And uh, so that's one of the ugly things from uh, the report. Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the, the 2% was the big, um, the, you know, the, one of the big headlines that they came out of this. Um, now let me, let, let me, let me say this. That's, that's okay. If we are not in fact losing people, but if churches are, are going back and, and in a sense, culling their membership roles so that their membership roles more, 
um, accurately reflect the people who are members of their local church, right? So, I mean, you know, every church is all, is all over the map on this. There are churches that, uh, I mean, when somebody dies, they don't necessarily get taken <laughs> off the church roll. I served right? one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When when someone moves, if, if they moved five years ago, they've not necessarily been taken off the church roll. So, so, so 2% is still a huge number. And, and I agree, there's, there's reason for concern there. But but I'm hoping that some of that in in that two percent drop means that churches um, have membership roles that more actively reflect the actual membership of their church and and not um, you know we have five thousand members on the roll and fifty people that were in attendance this last Sunday. Right? Amen. Well, we, we got five thousand. Uh, yeah. So we'll just average the two, right? So what do you run? Yeah, well, uh, you know, we run 2,500. Uh, so, so, you know, about 2,000, you know, we're, we're thereabouts. And, uh, how, how many people did you have on Sunday? Oh, we had about 28. Uh, but, uh, but, but anyway, it, uh, that, that is concerning. Uh, one that stuck out to me mainly because I had just done that, uh, mobilize to evangelize assessment, uh, for my class is that over the course of the SBC or, or throughout the SBC, there's one baptism for every 62 uh, SBCers. And, uh, and that, that to me uh, is, uh, is concerning. We, we have been given a mandate uh, by our Lord Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, uh, teaching them to observe everything he's commanded. And uh, so we see baptism and discipleship as those components for making disciples, how we make disciples. And uh, so we can't disciple them if we're not ultimately bringing them to uh, salvation. And, and let me correct that. Jesus is not bringing them to uh, salvation, uh, him working through our faithfulness to to share. But still, that was concerning. That stuck out to me. And I would call that an ugly uh, number. Uh, some other ones, and, and maybe to be honest, some of the bad and the ugly kind of goes together. But another one is that worship attendance dropped almost one percent, as did Sunday school. And so you talked about the uh, the side of maybe the membership being a matter of people fixing the roles. Finally, uh, that might be true in, in one side, but still, our worship attendance dropped one uh, percent. And uh, you know, I don't know about you, but but one percent. Uh, in, in a small number is, uh, is not that big. 1% in a giant number is obviously very big, uh, but worship attendance dropping almost 1% uh, along with Sunday school uh, is concerning, as are the baptisms that dropped more than 4%. Uh, uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on that? Whose fault is that? I think it's Kyle Beerman's fault. <laughs> Sure. I'll, I'll take the blame for that. Sure. Lay, lay all that so, on me. Everybody, every Southern Baptist send your hate mail uh, to to 17 <laughs> something, something Alamogordo. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, the fact that that we're we now average one percent less than we did um, a year ago. Um, that That's a that's a that's a rough number. That, that's not, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Right. I mean, so if we're if we're talking now. Um, 5 million people, um, 1% of that is, is 52,000, right? So if we're, if we're looking at 5.2 million, 1% of that is 52,000 people. Yeah, um, that's how many we had on that's, Sunday. That, that's, <laughs> I was going to say, that is, that's more people than, than live in Alamogordo, where, yeah. where I serve. So, you know, we're a town of about 35,000 people. So that's more people than live here um, that we've lost in, in attendance. And, and again, so bad, yes, at, 
I would say not surprising. I mean, it, we're, we're, as, as much study has been done, um, attendance across the board at religious um, in religious denominations is, is dropping. Um, so we've known that for a while, um, but, but that does cause us, I think, to uh, realize that, that we need to be concerned about baptism numbers. Absolutely. We need to be concerned that, that we have 52,000 people that were in Southern Baptist churches um, that, that's no longer there. Now, if we average that out from the number of Southern Baptist churches that we have, um, that, I mean, that's, that's around one person for every church, at least, that, that, that just did, stopped attending this year. And so that's a, that's a call, I think, to pastors to be pursuing those that, that are no longer attending for whatever reason. Leave the 99 and find that one. And again, you know, I, I mean, I serve in a military community. We, we have people that, um, that stopped attending FBC because they moved. Some of them have joined other Southern Baptist churches. Um, some of them would move on and, and go find a, a non, non-denominational church or something like that. Um, so, so there are some of those, but, but certainly I think we can, I think every pastor that I know can think of somebody that was attending last year that they have not seen in a while. And, and, you know, it's just a call to, to reach out to, to those. And Scott McConnell of Lifeway Research added that the Southern Baptist Convention is not immune to the increasing secularization among Americans that is seen in more of our children and our neighbors not having interest in coming to Jesus. And so that that stuck out to me um, in, in light of the manuscript that I am editing right now from none other than uh, Dr. Uh, Kyle Bierman. Uh, and he pointed out, of course, the number of teens that graduate from high school uh, and then drop off for a while on the other side. And so we, we know that that's a difficult thing. We know that's something that churches are facing. And of course, in our work with church uh, replanting and revitalization, uh, we, we know the many churches that are being called to the, uh, the churches that have been in decline for a while, have been in a death spiral for a while. Uh, and, uh, and it's heartbreaking. Uh, but there are things that we can do to, to write that ship. And of course, we wrote a book about it. There's reclaiming glory. There's all kinds of ways to, to help. But at the end of the day, it's getting serious about evangelism and, and discipleship is still that, that gospel call that we have from Jesus to go ye therefore, though now CSB is going to be mad because I threw in the, the ye there. Uh, but, uh, but we have to make disciples. And uh, so that's the only way the ship is going to be righted if that's a word. And, uh, but so those are some of the, the, the bad and the ugly, of course, giving is down after a couple of years of increase, uh, giving is down. Of course, we will uh, be interested to see how next year goes. Uh, next year is going to be uh, so, and, somehow because, and, because this is a way like the news works, we're going to somehow forget about the uh, the pandemic and everybody's going to be like largest decline in history of any faith any right. denomination anything and uh you know the so, sky is falling because of this one you know couple yeah. of months that we've so, so i feel like everything that, that we talk about in 2020 is going to have to have an asterisk by it right like, <laughs> like the astros so, in the world Series. so so and and so here's here's a legitimate question you know because as we look at acp coming out i believe the that report comes out like in October, right? To churches to be, to fill out and all that. So like, do you, do you average out like your attendance? Um, and if so, like, what do you do for those weeks that you didn't meet? What do you do when you come back and you're like just doing a worship service? 
so for us, like right now we're having half, like, do we, do we count that in our attendance? Heck do yeah, kinda, you do. Because do, I want to look at that and be like, man, <laughs> first Alamogordo is struggling. Do, do you have your, like your COVID numbers? And then yeah. like your, your, you know, for the six months of the year, once we maybe, you know, come fall when, when things begin to trickle back to some sort of normalcy, hopefully, um, you know, what, so it'll be really interesting to see how we count that this year, but, yeah. but just know that whatever happens in 2020, um, I think I would like to say is going to be an anomaly um, because of a pandemic that we have not we'll seen in a hundred we'll years. We've all been years. saying that on the other side of this is coming the next great awakening. And, yes. uh, so who, and who a knows? New normal. Be the greatest, there will be a new, new normal. normal. <laughs> might be the greatest increase in history uh, because all of these Southern Baptist churches are going to add their one that's second right. uh, sermon yeah. views on uh, Facebook. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's the uh, the bad and the ugly, uh, but there is some great, great good stuff yes. happening. And um, we just want to do a quick shout out of some of those. Uh, first is uh, looking at Colorado, Hawaii, Pacific, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northwest, Puerto Rico. <laughs> say that word for me. Puerto Rico. And Utah, Idaho, those Baptist conventions all reported a more than 30% increase in baptisms for 2019, which is wow. absolutely nuts. And yeah, so we praise the Lord, obviously, for, for that. Uh, certainly the executive director and the uh, leaderships of those com uh, conventions, we want to praise uh, God and give him thanks for uh, their leadership and their state and their churches. And uh, But that's just a wonderful and, increase. And, and the notable thing about that is, is that all of those are outside of the traditional South. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, Colorado, Hawaii, um, Utah, Idaho, Northwest are all West the, in the in the in the traditional West. Mm -hmm. um, and, and all of these are outside of the Old South. And we just saw a, more than 30 percent increase in baptism. That is phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely sure. outstanding. And then going to the other direction, we have Florida uh, that had the most baptisms by a single convention uh, with 25,338, wow. uh, which we want to praise God for that. A neighboring Georgia. Uh, so at the Georgia-Florida line, we had oh, the largest goodness. numerical increase with 1,901 more baptisms in 2019 and 2018. And, uh, and so what a blessing there. Uh, we also saw some state conventions growing in membership, like Hawaii Pacific, Iowa, and Michigan. They grew by 20%. Uh, Kentucky, uh, now led by our friend uh, Todd Gray, uh, had the largest numerical membership jump, adding 42,315 people uh, to their congregations last year. And, uh, and so I, I just think when we look at some of the bad and some of the areas that are ugly and things that we want to uh, continue to push for improvement upon, we also need to stop and, and give God praise for what he is clearly doing. And, uh, and so uh, we praise him for what's happening in the West and Florida, Georgia, not what's happening with Florida Georgia line, uh, but, uh, but everything else, uh, we want to praise him for that. Kyle? Absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned that Kentucky uh, increased um, uh, their membership by 40, over 42,000. We just said that the, the overall membership drop or the, the overall attendance drop was something like 52,000 
Meanwhile, Kentucky added 42,000 people. That is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Kudos, kudos to, to uh, pastors and church leaders and, and uh, state convention workers in Kentucky for that. As, Absolutely outstanding. As we wrap this up, we didn't really plan this out other than just kind of sketching out some of the good, bad, and the ugly of what is happen, happening in the SBC with this latest uh, release. Uh, what I want to share is what you uh, can do. Uh, one of the things that I, I share with our folks is, you know, we talk a lot about we need revival in America. We need revival in America, and we do. And we've, we've discussed about on the other side of maybe this pandemic that could be there. Uh, there are a lot of people looking for hope. And uh, as we've shared before, uh, perhaps the largest people tuning in for worship on Easter Sunday. Uh, but one of the things that I share with my folks is that it starts with me. It starts with you. It doesn't start with me in the sense as, as the pastor, uh, but, but us as Christians, that looking at our own lives and, and that we need to be revived. Uh, and then as, as we are revived, our families are. And then as our families are, our churches are. And as our churches are, our communities are. And as our communities are, our counties are. And as our counties are, our states are. And as our states are, our country is. And as our countries are, uh, then you have worldwide uh, revival. And so one of the ways that we can have a uh, better look in 2020, if you will, or, or maybe seeing membership increase or worship increase or baptisms increasing, giving increasing, and some of this kind of stuff, is that it truly does start with us. Uh, look in the mirror, see what you can be doing to make sure that you are every day evangelizing, looking for opportunities to share the good news with those around you. Uh, we've talked about the lostness in our area being 90%. And in uh, Dr. Queen, who we mentioned earlier, uh, the way that he transitions into gospel conversations, I think, is one of the most effective. Uh, it has worked with me very well. Is simply going up to somebody and saying, has anybody told you today that God loves you? And more often than not, especially early in the morning and perhaps late at night, they're going to say no. And uh, what a joy it is to be able to sh share with them. Not only does God love them, but here's how. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, die a sacrificial death, rise again, ascend on high to offer salvation if you'll turn from your sin into him and faith. Sometimes it is as easy as simply striking up a conversation and saying, has anybody told you God loves you? And so Southern Baptists and those that are tuning in, even if you're Presbyterian, non-denom, which is basically Baptist with a cool website, whatever it might be, uh, it starts with you. And so lead the lost to love and learn from Jesus uh, as you go, where you go. Uh, Kyle, any closing thoughts as we wrap up? No, I, I, I echo everything Matt just said. Absolutely. Let us, let us be, let us model this for our people. And you, you know, one of the things that I've, that I've seen personally, you know, our, our baptism numbers last year weren't where we would have liked them to be. Um, and so we, we made a commitment to change that. We were, we were making some steps um, <laughs> and then COVID, right? So in and, and every way, I think, and, experience that same kind of disruption in, in church life. So when we come back, as, as you begin making plans for the fall, ask yourself, how can you and your church be involved in intentional evangelism going forward and, and offering real, true, lasting hope to, to folks still wrestling with a whole lot of uncertainty in our world? So yeah, everything Matt just said, um, be intentional um, and share, share the love of Jesus. Yep. SBC and, depends on you. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, well, so, uh, until may next your time. coffee be. 
hey, you got a little pour over. Yes, so I did. Yes. Throwing a, uh, uh, a straw in that pour over <laughs> bucket and just drinking it from there. Has it been that kind I've of not, a day? I've not Kyle? done that yet, but um, I, I will drink that entire pour over pot this afternoon. So, well, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare where you go, wherever you go, to the glory of God alone. God bless. This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill, and so we encourage you to find out all about them at swibbits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day, and God bless. People without Jesus are lost. And... They're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell if they don't somehow come into saving faith.